everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of What You Know What It Is, the Iconist Podcast. And I'm going to stay straight off the bat. The icon is today Aeon Flux, right? We wanted to do this for, you know, International Women's Month. I know I wanted to get it out there. I know usually I kind of delay on it, but we want to get right to the meat of the matter. Before we go any further, I remind you what the show is all about. Uh, one, there's two co-hosts. And I always throw him off guard when I do my things because sometimes I'm just off kilter. But he forgives me because that's what family does. I'm one of your hosts, Barry3D. Links down below at Barry3D.com. See where I'm at, be it on here virtually or live. And as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the one who's always by my side even though I go off script. And he hasn't killed me yet. The amazing (laughs) DJ, cousin, best friend, the one and only... DJ Rod C. Good day, good day to everyone. Hope you all are having a good day, a good time, a good night. Listen, the icon is Aeon Flux. But before we get there, we got one more. We got a couple more things to do. What do we got to do? Well, we got to do our proper shadows because our parents raised this way. I guess I'll say, I'll say that. that. Right? Exactly. So first of all, remember, support the book. So to support the support the book, support the book, support the books. You support the books, you get all this wonderful extra media that goes with it. So what by that, we need support the books because we support them. If you're out mm. in Kitchener, check out Wild Comics with Wes and the gang. And if you're down out in Montreal, make your drive over to the South Shore, hit up Check Swings and say hi to Trevor and the rest of the gang over there and tell them that everyone from the Iconist podcast, we said hi. Right on. Now, if you want to catch me live along with the crew that I roll with, for stand-up comedy, keep an eye out for a touch of gray matter, which is myself, Barry 3D, Dave Sokolowski, and Zolf Ali. And we always have a special guest. we got some shows coming up, so always keep an eye out for that. It's going to be entertaining and fresh, fresh, exciting. Right on. Um, on that note, if you want to do a podcast, come on, turn around. Don't be shy. And there's no time like the present. And you got to choose who we choose because it's worked out really well for us to, uh, to date. And that is Podbean. You can't go wrong. So if you want to find us, look for the link down below. You'll see it here. We got ours on there, iconistpodbean.com. Podbean will turn around and take care of the heavy lifting and put all that out onto where everyone gets their podcast from. So from iTunes to Spotify. Don't miss out. Sweet. Mm. On that note, we always have our unseen member, the one, the only, who puts up with our madness almost two years in, but has been a huge supporter of the uh, of the show, and we're a huge supporter of him. Remember, if you need any work done from virtual to live, regardless of the event, from calendars to posters to banners to pamphlets and, and, and more, you mention his name and say that you heard about the Iconist podcast, and he'll give you a discount. Rod. Who am I talking about today? Jay Bird Digital Arts. Art, 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 art. Jay Bird Digital Arts. That man cares a lot about what he does. And if you care about what you do, he'll hook you up and make it sweet. Let's go. Woo. I think we got that done in record time. <laughs> Maybe we did. Maybe That's we did. Good. For once. For once. All right, then. And as we said... We are talking about Aeon Flux. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was a cartoon. It was a movie. Mm-hmm. It was comic books. It was video mm-hmm. games. I think there was a mm-hmm. limited number of statues that went around of, of, of this character. And we are doing this because we wanted to do something. We haven't heard much about her in a while. 
since the movie. And now it's time for studios are always looking what to reboot, what to bring back. This is the time. You want a little bit of something superhero, something that's off the beaten path. This this stands out for it. So here we go. First of all, this got hmm. released back on MTV. I want my, I want my, I want my MTV. That's right. When MTV started kind of getting into the whole dabbling of not just playing music, like much music, and they're going to MTV, and they wanted to have shows along with, you know, so it was way before, you know, Teen Mom and OG Teen Mom and Teen Mom OG and Six, you know, and then Jersey Shore stuff. And right before then, they had a nice block of, of cartoons that were on there. And it's, you know, a nice animation block. And that was the Max. That was the head. That was Aeon Flux. This is one of the properties that were part of it. Beavis and Butthead. This is, if you remember King of the Hill made, those characters made appearances in Beavis and Butthead, but they were older. So you never know. So thank you, MTV. And this came out in November, November 30th of 1991. So we're not that far back. Yeah. Right? And it ran up to about October 10th of 1995. Mm. So this came out for about three seasons. And at first, there were just little, um, you know, 10-minute shorts. And then MTV said, hey, we like the character so much. Bring him back. Bring it back. Bring it back. You know, bring her back, I should say. And the funny thing is, when this was created, this was created by, uh, there's so many people and so much voice work. So Peter Peter Chung. Peter oh, Chung. Yep was a creator of Aeon Flux. He started this off as a kind of an experiment. He wanted to experiment with art styles, you know, and, and storytelling. So this is why it had a very unique look at the time. Right. Uh, you know, even her look. So she's like a part spy. She's part assassin. She's a well, you know, very limber acrobat person, very limber. Mm-hmm. Had a unique look to her with her, her a costume. And it takes place, you know, in a dystopian future. You know, the earth is a certain way, and there's two major cities, and she's in one city where there's kind of no rules to it, uh, Monica, and then dealing with uh, Trevor, who was in charge of the other city that ran with rules. Trevor, good, uh, good child. There we go. Trevor, good child. And it had like its rules, and he, you know, dystopian and martial law. Right. And she's always trying to fight Trevor, and, and that's where the two it was like itchy and scratchy. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, definitely. Um, the she she you know her outfit she she had that type of scant, uh, scantily type of look. Uh, it looked very uh uh, me, uh hold on. I can't even talk. <laughs> the, uh, dominatrix, dominatrix. Yes. I'm like trying to throw throw out the word out there like that. Right. And uh, you can see when you look at that, it definitely looked very adult. They're looking like um, you know, adult swim kind of high level, you know, something that's like, whoa. Yeah, A for kids. This, this ain't kids. This is after this is after eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, two o'clock in the morning type of uh right. the kind of showing. Um one thing I wanted to bring up, I don't mm-hmm. know if we're gonna get back to it, but Peter Chung. Peter Chung, yes, as Barry was saying, his style was very unique. It had that type of visual, elongated type of look and everything like that. Yes. What one good thing about it in a sense like again, he wanted he wanted to do something different. Peter Chung was also uh, one of the creator, one of the uh, animators for uh, Rugrats. 
And if you remember Rugrats, they were now, you know, smaller kids, you know, all stump and everything like that. So he was always working on giving that proportion of being that very stump little child with short arms and everything like that. So now he wanted to experiment and go on the other side of the spectrum, having very tall, elongated actions and all that type of movement. So this is where one of the foundation of his creativity for making Aeon Flux drawn and presented in that particular manner. So that's one of the, one of the, um, one of the little tidbits about Peter Chung and the similarities that he worked on uh, Rugrats in the early days. And that's actually around the same time. He did Rugrats first, and then basically he had the opportunity to work on this and did something completely different. So Absolutely. you can see the similarities. When you look back at it, you'll see the similarity in the drawing styles. In that For sure. And you and just add a little bit more t- uh, tidbits on Peter. So Peter's actually done a lot of work, and maybe uh, you've seen some of his work before. So if I, there's a um, an anime that I like called Rain, right? R E I G N, and that was his retelling. So it's almost drawn that same style as Aeon Flux, but his retelling of Alexander the or Alexander the Great or Julius Caesar, one of one of the two. That it's you know uh, it's called Rain the Conqueror, mm-hmm. um, and in and, uh, and that was his take on that and it came in you know four dvds and it had a lot good storytelling if you like aeon flux you would definitely like rain the conqueror i would say definitely look that up you know he's also worked as you said rugrats he worked on the animatrix so yep. on the animatrix it had some shorts in there you'll see some of his work in there and and it's very easy to tell his style his style is very it's unique to him you know, just like Gerardi, I can't remember, Jarowski, um, the one who does Primal, did Samurai Jacket style is unique to him. So he's got that style. And I would really love to see more about it from him. You know, I, I'm looking forward to see what he does next. And I know he's probably got other projects. This one, Aeon's Pluck stood out for me. You're right. She had that dominatrix black outfit, had a small gun, a small day, and always limber, always doing gymnastics in whatever she was doing going forward now in the shorts what was very unique at the time is when he made these little shorts she ends up dying at the end of the shorts all the time because he was never planning on doing a series so he would do it and she would end up dying and then you know come back and would do another one she would end up dying so now the mind is okay are these one and done's we we didn't know Uh, and how i interpret it is these were clones Right, mm. because there's there's one where you see other bodies of her lying around, and she's still right. around. So I said, okay, they're cloning her, which you know maybe that wasn't it, but that's how I interpret it because I like to have that uniform thing. Like how do you keep bringing a character back, tell a story in different versions of her, and she always ends up passing away. Mm. So he didn't have any, I you know I you know it wasn't his he wasn't thinking ongoing uh, series, oh. and MTV is like, no, we like what you do, keep it going. We want a continuation. And he was like, oh, but I never, you know, wanted that. That wasn't the plan. That wasn't the plan. Was not the plan. He didn't want mm. that. He wasn't looking to do that. And sometimes people, you know, they might have their site for it. MTV wanted something as a station. He's like, you can't keep killing off the main person. Her name wasn't even supposed to be Aeon Flux, but everyone liked the name of that. And it had this kind of dystopian future uh, with the, you know, German expressionist parts to it. So it was really unique at the time, and it caught my eye. It was just, I say, every time you watch it, well, she dead again? She dead again? All right, new story. She dead again? You know, and I said, sometimes by fluke, sometimes by fate, sometimes by circumstance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, and, and that's what I like. I like when they, they, you know, and 
to MTV's credit, I know that was his vision. And sometimes as an artist, you got to be told, hey, you got something really good here. Instead of right. killing off the character every single time and you want to walk away with it and be a recluse, why don't you try to build something? Because there's an audience. The audience is there. Don't shortchange the audience. I'm not saying to sell out, mm-hmm. but if you're going to kill off your person all the time, you're going to lose the audience. You want to bring them back because obviously they're interested in whatever you're trying to create. Completely, completely, completely. So, in that sense, you're saying like you're not you're not killing. I say you're killing the the, the sacred cow. Of, you know, this is the opportunity that you you've got created, and every single time you're eventually going to wean off, and people are not going to like it as much. So yeah, you need to you need to figure a way of just like stay stay in the loop, just stay in that pocket. Do everything, yes. minus kill it. Do everything, minus kill it. Do everything, minus kill it. Okay, we exactly. Got it? Thank you very much. Exactly. You know, sometimes some episodes didn't have any words, uh, any dialogue. It's something yep. one word, just one mm-hmm. word. It's a picture if you watch The Simpsons, and every time you watch The Simpsons, they died at the end of the episode. And it wasn't like, you know, uh, the haunted treehouse, as they like to do, right? So, because <laughs> you know that one's going to be a, a one and done. Okay, fine. That's a, just a tale. It's for Halloween. But ongoing every week. Oh, yeah. Oh, they did. Oh, here they are. Blah, 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 blah. Da, 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 da. Boom. They did. At one right. point, you're like, okay, well, they keep dying. So everyone, what? you know, wants to say the person survived. What happens next week? You can't kill them off all the time. So I'll agree with the station when MTV was a good move to say, hey, give us something. He didn't want to do it, but, yep. you know, he did. So maybe it went against his beliefs or what his vision was. But mm-hmm. uh, this is one time I kind of side with the studio over the artist. Do it. Yep. Do it. Done. Done. So I like the whole thing. What it really and the and the essence to me of Aeon Flux was not so much the action, it was the interaction. Hmm. The psychology behind the character. Like why are they doing certain things? Like and we all know I'm all about world world building. So you built this world, you know there's two major cities, polar opposites. Like these cities to me and these characters, you know. M- Okay, I, I feel it best I can do it this way. Aeon Flux and Trevor Goodchild is like Batman and Catwoman. Hmm. Because the two characters have an attraction. The two characters have a want. For example, like Trevor Goodchild has everything in his city. Everything he He's a self-appointed leader. Right. Everything is going perfectly well in his city the way he wants it to do. He's got everything he wants at his fingertips. Mm-hmm. Except for Flux. He doesn't have her. The one thing he really, truly wants, he doesn't have. And vice versa. Aeon is sent to, you know, Flux is sent to kill Trevor. And a lot of times she's stealing stuff from him, but she's supposed to assassinate him. And every time she's got him in a position to assassinate him, she can't pull the trigger. She She's able to blow up all and, and kill off his guards and robots and everyone else in place. And when she's got him dead to rights, she mm-hmm. can't do it. Like something stops her. So the psychology behind that reminds me a lot of Batman and Catwoman because they are both Batman's vigilante. He's breaking the law, but he's breaking the law for good. Catwoman kind of does it to her own thing. So she wasn't really a vigilante. She was a villain, then an anti-hero. But there's a love interest between the two of them. And it's like both of them are saying, hey, Batman, you should be more of an anti-hero or a villain and we'd be good. And he's like, no, Catwoman, you should be more a vigilante and we'd be good. Right. So there's ideologies that are there. So 
That's one. And then the, my other part was the two cities that they live in. You don't really see many more of the cities around. Those are the two cities that they you really see the most of right. is where Aeon is from and where Trevor is at. And it reminds me of, once again, Apocalypse and uh, New Genesis. Okay. Right? They're like two worlds in that universe from, you know, Fourth World with Jack Kirby. Right. They're the only two main worlds in there that you always see if you read anything on the New Gods is Apocalypse and, and New Genesis. And that's it. And they kind of go back and forth like with this itchy, scratchy thing. <laughs> they fight. They fight. They fight. They fight. They fight. They fight, 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 fight. Itchy and scratchy show. <laughs> so that, that's, that's my take of how I see Aeon Flux. Strong character, but that's how I see her. Mm-hmm. And, and her and Trevor. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they basically, they're basically some type of like a connection there. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those type of hidden type of, you know, some, some, some conscious type of relation, some type of yin and yang between them. And you're, you're actually right. And you, you actually brought a good analogy with Batman and, and Catwoman. Uh, because when you see it and stuff I read on and kind of reminding me and when you really read it and then you look and you see the cartoon, you realize, yeah, you can definitely see that there's time that she had him in his midst and like, no. And then they just basically have that type of connection that like say, okay, we're not, we're not going to do anything to each other. Just, you know, like drifting, you know, drifting right. ships in the wind type of scenario. And, right. and just exactly. like, say, let's just, let's just like, I'll just break even and just go. And that's it. And, and, and realizing that they both have a goal. They both have an agenda. They both have a mission to do. And, but when they come across each other at that particular moment, that's when everything's like, eh, I forgot the mission. I'm just going to go right now. I just, just got to go get a cold shower or something along that line. And we're out. Exactly. But I, 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 and, you know, um, so I know that they had the series and I went there for a while and, and that was mm-hmm. really cool. And then, the first series kind of uh, went into some comic books, so some comic book okay. issues. And I admit, I never read the comic books. I like the art because it kind of kept stayed true to the source material. Right. Uh, so I have to go back and I admit, you know, there's a comic book show and we always fan cast. And this is one time I admit, I didn't read the comic books. I like the art. And I got to go back and uh, to, to look at it. I know there was video games. And I saw that, you know, some the, the play of the video games. And they really kept it true to the world. But as always, mm-hmm. I need to know more about the backstory. Now, I know to Peter's chagrin, he did not like the movie with Charlize Theron. A lot of fans were out there and like, oh, no, they didn't like how the movie was going to be. I'm on the opposite side of that spectrum. I like the movie because the movie, maybe it took some elements away and, and got away from the true, as the fans would say, essence of it. Mm-hmm. But it gave me a beginning, a middle, and the end for both of these characters. And Charlize Theron, you couldn't go wrong. Like Charlize Theron, okay, let's let's look at this actress. She doesn't shy away from action movies. I mean, she's done mm-hmm. some big blockbuster action movies. If you watch Atomic Blonde, yo, um, the character she plays and the villain she plays in Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, like a physical role, Atomic Blonde, Aeon Flux, of course, at the time. Uh, she and and just look at a plethora of, of work that she's already done. And so she's got the acting chops to hit on certain emotions. And I liked her in this movie. I I was really hoping that it would have done more. And if they were going to do a second one, that they would have brought her back somehow, some capacity Mm -hmm. at the time. And I ain't, and up to now, I ain't taking nothing 
away for Charlize there, and that's 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 my girl boy. Yeah, yo, yo, mm-hmm. you can't you can't. She she did it right. Like you you had a good. No, sorry, excuse me. You had a great name in the project with Charlize Theron. That's my two cents. Correct. I know Peter, as I said, he didn't like it because it got away from what he wanted to be, even though they asked him a lot of questions about the world. But you got to keep in mind that as far out as his so. thoughts might have been, so. you got to make it translate. You, you know, you can't have it there like how go. the series was as, yeah, a, as it, a big budget movie. Right. Because it, 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 was, it, was, it was very, not only far-fetched, but you can see, easily see, the hidden subliminal imagery and what it was trying to portray. So trying to bring that and try to relate that to, to the big screen, you know what I mean? It was made from, it was made, first off, it was made for a much uh, MTV. So yes. right there, you know what your, you know what your, your, uh, your Cap City is, you know, who you're, you're, you're focusing for type of scenario. Now you're going to try to bring this to the big screen. Yeah, I can't have her doing those type of moves. I can't have this scene right. in here because it was it, w- it just wouldn't it wouldn't again it wouldn't translate. It wouldn't translate. It, no, sorry, it will translate, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get the results you want. If you want to, if basically it's a business. If you want to make money and you want people to come in to your to your uh, your theater and watch your movie and possibly make toys and possibly have you know yes. stuff that you can spin off of. If you actually had it as true, true to what the original ca- cartoon was, yeah, you're you're literally just minimizing your opportunities right there. So just do huh. that. So they had to rewrite it. They had to re- it had to be rewritten to give I it agree. a little bit more more feel. That was the only way about it. Right, I agree. And the thing is, it wasn't like they told him around and, and just walked away from him. They no, sat there and no, had no, multiple no. conversations with Peter, saying, "Okay, tell us more about this because they're really interested." And he told them, but they, they still got to do it. I think maybe if they would have found a way to make him happy, I don't know what he really didn't like about it. He just said he didn't like mm. it. It was like he just looked at it. He said he felt sadness and 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 he he didn't like it. And he wanted to walk away from it. And it's a shame that the creator wanted to have that he didn't feel the connection with the movie. Because right. myself, I mean, maybe fans are out there and you guys didn't like the movie. Tell me why. You know, and let's keep it, you know, polite and, and why you didn't like the movie. Or if you yeah. did, um, I like the movie. I like how Charlize Theron went about it. I know they gave her character a sister. I know how the ending was. But at least I got a an ending. Why she did a certain things. What was her motivation behind that? And she still did all the moves as much as possible. She was still like a top tier spy. They got more into the organization that was behind the city that got hired her, trained her, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and why she went there. And then you find out, okay, and it came back to my theory about cloning. So cloning was kind of brought in with this movie at the very end, and you see the plot twist. And when you get to the end of the live-action movie, mm-hmm. now your understanding is like, well, now I see why there's an attraction between the two characters. Now I understand. So they took it and did their own variation of it, which I think was tastefully done with mm-hmm. what they had on time. Keep in mind, these were a 10-minute shorts, and they turned this into uh, a full-length movie. 100%. 100%. You know, costume was nice. Uh, you know, the actress, yep. Charlize, played it very well. Very, very well. well. With the script and, and so forth. So, you know, I know certain things are not going to be, you know, for the purists out there, we're never going to get a pure adaptation of any movie when it exists yeah. as another medium. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just to be, it's just, you know, again, not to not to not bash or say anything hard. No, no, no. But it, no, but I'm just saying, I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know, for the you know, for for the audience and stuff like that. 
it's just one of those realism type of aspects that, again, as much as you want it to be, that would have to have been uh, uh, like a private, like, you know, occult vi- video. You know what I mean? Yeah, Something yeah, fan-made like, film, have, occult video. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even if it wasn't fan-made. Like, if it was made, it was like basically whoever's making that, they know going in, Right. There's only a limited amount of people who are going to watch this. Those who are call fave fans who are going to watch it. That means yes. my, my audience is now brought down. I know I'm going for this tier of audience. Right. I want everybody, but I know I'm only going to get, I'm only going to get a certain amount. Yes. But if you know that going in and you realize, okay, I'm doing this for the love of love, of doing this for the love of the, of the art, doing this for the love of the, for the IP. And you're doing it, and the person whoever is investing in it, and that's really what it comes down to. Whoever's investing in it, realize like, listen, I just got money in the bank. I got nothing to do. Just, just get it go, take it and go. Then fine, make that movie, and then you, yeah, it'll turn into one of those cult favorites that you know that you you're attached to that. Mm. You know you've you you've created something that many people will just love, and and will and basically will just adore for the rest of their lives. You've now made a top tier movie, you know, that you know is only for a specific group of individuals and let it grow from there organically. Perfect. But it's a business. They basically want to be able to, you know, reap as much as that, you know, what they harvest, you know, what they sowed into this investment. They want to be able to reap and harvest out as much as possible. Absolutely. Again, it's a business. Oh, that's it. That's it. And I, and, and I, but I said, I like the movie. I mean, like the movie itself, the live action movie was done and released in theaters in December, December 2nd of 2005. So if you look at when this project first came out back in like 1991 and then in 2005, here we are. So it's more than, you know, what, 14 years, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. F- you know, 15, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. You're right. 14 yeah, years. 14, like 14 years. years. This thing came out and they did a live action about it. Hey. Absolutely. That shows you that it still had legs and people were still interested in the property um, you know, on that movie from that far back. Uh, and, and it made money. I'm not sure what it ended up making at the box office. Uh, it made at the box office it made, um, 52, 52.3 million. Okay. The budget itself was 55 to 62. So they just, they were under. So you they know, were under, it, but you know, keeping the box office. And then, and that's box office. Now, of course, remember, it's always going to go to sales. So when you get into sales, and that's where it gets a lot of difference, right? So the box mm-hmm. office is going to make X, and that box office is, um, you know, uh, the U.S. box office. I know critics, you know, weren't big on it. It wasn't really received well with the critics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they say it was a bomb, but, you know, now, always keep in mind, there's the U.S. box office, and there's the international box office. So how much did it do in Japan and overseas? You know, I don't have those numbers in front of me. Yeah. And then, of course, when it gets released on home video, that's another thing. So a lot of times it might not do well in the box office, but then on home release, boom, it's a different story. So mm-hmm. bottom line, I, I don't think the studio took a bath on this at all. They no, didn't make actually, a you know profit. Right. Now, you know what? I'm, I'm seeing this right now. So basically, uh-huh. um, domestically, Yes. Domestically, they made 25. They made okay. 20, made 20, 20, 26, just under 26 million. Okay. Worldwide, uh-huh. they took in 52. Oh, oh. So, yes, that, that's where, that's where I can say again, you know, you know, you know how it is. It's, you know, it's a U.S. Yeah. product that you, you want, you like to have more at the home base. Um, so I could see why they were like thinking like, hmm. It wasn't that good, but in reality, I liked it myself. 
it brought me a close adaptation to what the, the source material was. And, Absolutely. And uh, it, it worked for it worked for the time. It worked. They worked with what they had. They worked with the time. Was able to bring the best of their ability to the market. And yeah, it was to me. It was it was good. I liked, I liked it, man. I mean, look, I mean, it was way better to me than Ultraviolet. That movie, Ultraviolet. Wait. All right, we had a moment of silence for that movie. Yeah, that's the only time I'm going to mention that. (laughs) It was complete opposite. I mean, I I really loved Aeon Flux. I loved the character. I loved the you know everything about it. I was excited to see it. And when I watched in the theater, I for myself personally, I was not disappointed. I, I I you know I think people are sometimes being a little bit too tough. I think it was great. And the fact that you know this the peter had a lot of influences by other artists and one of the main influences was morbius so morbius yeah. as a sci-fi artist amazing his work is so out there it's dark it's moving it it, it elicits a lot of emotions within you and to give you an exa- example morbius his worked very much so with alien the first alien movie so a lot of those yeah. designs for alien aliens all you know, the alien itself design, the the right. ship, all this background that was Morbius's art and influence. With that, you got some good heavy hitters there, and some other, um, you know, uh, great artists, you know, from overseas that were really a great influence with this project. So, this is this is what I'm talking about. This might not be a long topic, but I really liked Aeon Flux. I love that she had a gymnastic style. Mm-hmm. She's an assassin. She's uh, a spy. Okay, all right. Uh, I, you know, and with everything now said and done, and Charlize Theron. Okay, done, done. Yeah. I was very happy, very happy about that. How you say anything bad about Charlize Theron in a skin tight bodysuit? Come on now, son. Come on, come on. Just enjoy it. it's eye candy, but but eye candy with major talent. So, you know, I I, I liked it. I, that's my thing. I I really. Liked it. I think this this character still has legs. I, there's still a cult following. I think there's still the, the, the following is still there. As the saying goes, build it, they will come. Now, yeah. maybe the movie, you know, at the time was the best they could have done. Those are the words I was going to say. At the time, that's what they were able to do, or yes. you know, you know, they were allowed the, the amount of the amount of room that they could they can work with. At the time, that's what they can do. Nowadays, you're seeing, you know, you're seeing more, you see, you're seeing that the boundaries are now being pushed a little bit more in theaters. So, oh, in what's theaters, being allowed, um, you know, what, what's being allowed. services. Right. But this is what I'm saying. Certain things like that is now being allowed and is out there for public eye and they're now more adapted to seeing these things. We are Absolutely. correct. If we were to bring this now back now, and have the ability to kind of like, you know, give it a, you know, give it another, another round at it again. I believe it would actually do well because it has the, it has action. It has that sci-fi type of futuristic George Jetson kind of, you know, mm-hmm, familiarity mm-hmm. that everybody likes. Um, you're having, we're at this point, we're trying to figure out, are you an anti-hero or a protagonist or an anti-hero? You know, you know what I mean? Like what's, what's yes. your, what's your game? What's your view on this? You start to, you start to, Feel for the character. We see, we see, we see other IPs, you know, with that same type of genre, that same type of feel, and people are drawn to it. So Aeon Flux does have the ability to 
to basically get a second life, definitely nowadays. Uh, for those who remember, like you said, those who remember and recall the the original, the, the, the cartoon, I think they would actually be able to gravitate to it much better now because, you know, there's more allowances that's out there that they'll be able yeah. to get a little, a, a better, not a better, they will get a closer representation of what they feel the, the, the characters should represent. I feel, I feel that you can get closer, but right now, yeah, I have no problem watching Aeon Flux right now. No None. problem. None. It, can go on, it can come on right now and the stream's like, um, good night, everybody. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> I have no problem doing that right now, but I won't do it because I'm here for everybody. Right on. Right. right but on. after the show. <laughs> right on. Right on. So, okay. So I know we might be talking about this, what it is. So bottom line is, I think Peter Chung, Great, thank you for opening this world. MTV, mm-hmm. good on you, and good on you for pushing for a series and not just like little shorts where the character dies all the time. That's positive. Good, mm-hmm. Positive with actually doing with a live action property of it. So that IP definitely about that. So it's there. It's there now. At the time, as I said, you know, if we're looking back at two thousand and five, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't have all the streaming services we have now, or the streaming services weren't competing to do their own properties. Let's put it this way: you would not have gotten. Um, Peacemaker, right? With, mm-hmm. with John Cena, you know. Now, if it was back then, Peacemaker would have either been a TV show, uh, direct the DVD movie, or right. a big budget movie. And yeah, as an audience, we've grown, we've matured. I don't think Peacemaker back, you know, if you would have done it the same way you did it now, with that same tones and everything was involved with it. You know, it was it was perfect for now. Then it would have been too advanced. It would have been one of those slow burns of oh, it doesn't. We don't understand it. it makes sense. And then of course, twenty years later, now we get it, oh, right? Because yeah. you know the audience of people's mentalities have changed and gone forward a certain way. So that being said, Aeon Flux can Aeon Flux come back? Yes. Do I want it to come back? Yes. And this is what we're here for. So this one's not overly long. You know, we did a good long one with uh, Fire and Ice, and now we're here with Aeon Flux. Here, here we go. Mm. I, I will say, do I want to see another live action adaptation of this uh, IP? Absolutely. Would I want to see it as a movie? No. I would try to go back to some of its roots, and 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 you know, you're not going to get, um, you know, not ten minute shorts, but I would say, give me a forty five minute episodes on a streaming service because with a streaming service you can do whatever you know, it doesn't have to be a certain time length Let, let's let's look at disney plus disney yeah. plus all their shows were not an hour long their shows were like 40 minutes but because it's 40 minutes with no commercials you're just getting all meat and potatoes right no side dish you know i mean no mm-hmm. no no fluffer no dessert that, that you're just getting meat and potatoes so time wise it doesn't have to be that long but give me a couple of episodes on a streaming service and really get into playing with the characters and building on that. That's that's where I would go with. So I would, especially now that streaming services are becoming more or have become more popular. A lot of them are now putting in and doing original content. So mm-hmm. Netflix is not just Netflix. It's, you know, you got your Netflix, you got your Amazon, you got uh, Paramount Plus, and they're putting money into these properties. This is why we got the new Lord of the Rings. Uh, series and it's because we and HBO this because we got Peacemaker and it and it goes on you know uh uh Vox McKenna that that cartoon that's on Amazon Prime 
Right. Yo. Okay. Well, we'll pause. Yeah, we'll come back to that one. Yes. So that's that's where I'm going with. So I would not want to see it as a big budget movie because okay. I think there's too much to put in a movie right away that you might miss some spots, you know, some really of the nice nuances that would keep it going. And at the same time, it, I don't think it would kind of work out to like a three picture deal because movies always want to have a three picture deal to build on it. It's very rare they do a one and done. So if you really want to get, you know, more, in my, and this is my opinion, more out of the property and you want to really build that audience and kind of keep it true and do the pacing, I would go with a streaming service live action to do it. I mean, the cartoon has been done. It's graduated to live action. Let's keep it live action. You know, uh, you had James Cameron, was it Dark Angel at one point? Then it was a TV show. You know, you had Dollhouse um, by Joss Whedon. That was really good and building on stuff. So, all right, let's go along those lines. Uh, That's that's where I think this would kind of stand out. So I'll be, I'll see my fan my fan cast after. But Rod, what what do you think on where would you like to see this go? You know what I actually similar to what you're saying. Definitely we have we have the uh, we have the cartoon we have the anime short. So we I wouldn't want to continue with that. I would actually like to have a feature. Really? For, but I would actually want at least a two. And and I will agree. I would agree that a three. I don't know. I don't know if they could pull a three. Mm. Here's here's my thought because you know these shorts were like ten minutes long and whatever along that line. Yes, they have a certain amount, but I feel that you you should be able to at least take all that and be able to, you know, extract at least a two a, a two part movie in that sense. Mm-hmm. So by having a very nice long gated storyline, but at the end of one, it's clearly it's not finished. We okay. are going to continue into part two is over on this one which we don't you don't see that often these days True. that's why that's why i would like to have something different slash as well i want to give it for the for the for the i want to say the word the purest but i want to give for those who feel that they may have felt like you said you and i we haven't felt we didn't feel slighted from no. from the 2005 movie but there are no. people out there who feel slighted from the 2005 movie right. so i want to have give them the opportunity that they can get the full screen movie you know, representation, they feel, you know, have that adaptation right in front of them. And now, like, we, like I said, nowadays, the, the, the lay of the land is much different in 2005. So now they can get very close, or they can get closer to what they, they can see the parody between a live adaptation and the anime. Mm-hmm. And I feel that, you know, given, given that, because a lot of, not to say a lot, but like I said, that similarity is already there. So I, I'm just feeling for, for this particular one, this is something that people already know. You know what I mean? You, you already know the shorts. You already know who she is. So this is not like a, it's not like it's a brand new character that we have no idea who she is. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I want, I want, I want to have, have, take all those shorts, give it a, give it a, you know, a more 3d look to it, give it a little okay. realism and have the ability. I'm sure. Again, Peter may not have thought to have it connected to each other, but I'm sure if you look at all those shorts, you can basically do some good, you know. Oh yeah, moves and and make and make a nice story out of that. 
where you'll you'll add in more to give it you know to give it a more a, a better feel to it, whatever the case would be. But I feel with all the 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 tension or the, the that that type of interaction between her and Trevor, mm-hmm. just like you. Yes, I want a live action. I know you're doing you want a series, but I would prefer having at least a two a two cut movie, two two part movie right. on that, and just basically just give it from there. I think it will be I think it will be a, a good run. We can now, in that sense, you know, relieve those who thought they were slighted. Yeah, you know. true. Okay, okay. That, that's how my head, my head is thinking yeah, yeah, along yeah. that line because I, I think that if they, if we never had an Aeon Flux movie at all, then I can think maybe we'll go towards a series and, and you know, expand from there. But we've had, we've had something. So we had the cartoon, we had a live action. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the, the the results on that people didn't seem to like too too tough, so I would like to kind of give them a chance to say okay, all right, because they do it with other movies. We have other movies that got live adapt- adaptation, and you realize like ah, it didn't do good, reboot it again, and they yeah. they won't go series, they won't go anime, they'll go right back to the full, to another movie, full feature to another full feature, yeah, and, and not even not even blink an eye. So I would like to, in that sense, give them that uh, that opportunity for that because I feel. Especially with today's. Okay. Also, as well, what we see in the anime, mm-hmm. I need that budget. I need that. I need that budget. I need that budget uh-huh. to get it out. I need I, that I, budget I get to get saying, it out. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I need that budget to get it out because there's like, like the scenery the, 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 is its own character. The city is its own character. The backdrops, 100%. the buildings, the trains, the car. Hundred and ten percent. The robots, 110%. yeah, they're, they're, they are also a character themselves. It's not just about between Neon and Trevor. It's the, both both of their cities, and both of their cities have a different look, a different feel. 100%. Overall, those the cities themselves are characters. We, we we need. I need. I need to at least get that feel on there, so they can. We can like. We can. We can utilize that, and just let everybody know that. We're we're giving you everything, we're giving one hundred and ten percent on it. Like we're we're not mm-hmm. saying that a TV would would shortchange it, but you just know that if you watch it, you're like, they could have probably did something else there. Mm-hmm. But if you got a full budget, full budget, you know, full budget one, that means okay, now you guys, you guys have no excuse. You guys have the budget now. Give me what I want, type of scenario, and let's see, let's see what we got. So. Like you said, the characters are there. The city itself is it, it's already a character in itself. So I I feel that those type of that that's for me honestly honestly not even to drag it on anymore. Mm. Whenever I see certain movies that are very futuristic, yes. you're giving us you're giving someone's um idea their their vision their their ideology that yeah. they're bringing out to you. Doing it on a TV show is great, but in reality, when there's a show that's within this particular time frame, I'm okay with the TV show because I know that they don't have to work so hard to give me extra on the backdrop, give me extra on, you know, okay. the content right. that I'm about to feel and everything like that. Now, when you're doing something that's a little bit futuristic, now, again, Everybody using these words, multiverse type of conversations, but this is really what it is. You're giving me another universe. You're giving me another world. And I want to see what is your vision? What were your thoughts? What was the writer's thought? And especially if it's an author who, you know, from a book, 
hopefully the book can be translated through the, through the writers through the script to give me something because I don't know what the script is, but I know what the book is. You know what I mean? So right. at least I know one source material. So right at this point, I know the source material, which is the, is the cartoon. That's the source material slash the 2005 movie. So now I have two pieces of source material. Let me see if you guys can merge that and give me something. Yeah, okay. I got you. So okay, that, yeah, that's, just, that's my view. That's how no, I look no, no. at it. I'm not just, right. I mean, and that's what it is. I mean, we, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we agree, and sometimes we have our own different views. And I see, I do see your point where you're coming from. Um, I still believe still in a streaming service, not a TV show, but a streaming service because they have mm-hmm. bigger budgets and they'll get to it. You know, I'm looking at what Lord of the Rings did. I know it was a big budget. I know they got to get that. But with hopefully with success, where it's going to yeah. come through for me is one, um, whoever plays the character. I know we haven't said it yet. We're going to get to it in a second. Mm-hmm. Whoever plays mm-hmm. the character, for me, it's got to have a couple of elements in there. So one, you have to have the costume as close as possible, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. a good variation of it, uh, even close to the hairstyle because the hairstyle, too, was, had its own uniqueness to it. You know, right. and I still think Charlize Theron, amazing job how she looked, mm-hmm. did it in A to Z. Oh yeah, it has to be, and she and and Charlize, she was very um, graceful. No matter what she does, mm-hmm. the fighting style has to be graceful. It, it's not going to be a a boxing fighting style. It's got to be a very fluid motion acrobatic mm-hmm. style. It yeah. is. So the character has to look like they have that kind of fluidity to them from their walking even to the fighting style but the fighting style has to incorporate a lot of acrobatics it's got to have that in there so you know even the city for myself at the backdrop is a little bit less but the the when the action happens mm-hmm. it's in there and 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 i'll say this for a live action property i find they do it more in cartoons and cartoons if you look at samurai jack it's got a page of dialogue in a 20 minute episode Right, a page of dialogue, and Jack only says maybe two lines. F that. Hundred percent. Yep. There's times where it's okay for it to have minimal dialogue. Let the character portray that with body language, facial expressions, to convey and advance the story, and mm-hmm. things they pick up and see along, and the character can read what they're reading. So right. it's okay because in Aeon Flux, there was not a lot of dialogue in the cartoon. Correct. Sometimes they try to overcompensate. Uh, I'll be okay if you even add a narrator at certain points saying, oh, this is what Aegon has been designed to do, blah, 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 and then let the story go. So that's that's where it comes into. So right. that's the way I think it should come into. Uh, I, you know, we know what she's supposed to be. Mm, I know visually how she's supposed to look. She can't come in there boxing like Mike Tyson. she got to come in there floating like a butterfly. She can't and, and sting like a bee. Like, really, it's got to be that kind of... You know, if you look at was it wushu martial arts, right? You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, kung fu is it's not a very it's not like Jet Kune Do with Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was like very sharp snaps. It's got to be almost a crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Still have but but speed it up. I don't want to be too dancey dancey. It's got to be still have its movements to it, but still show that gracefulness. So that's that's where I come into. So now this mm-hmm. brings me into the fan cast part of it mm-hmm. of our show. All right, now I I got my 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 person here, my actress here. Okay. I just gotta pull it up. I saved it on my my uh, phone because I did not want to forget the girl's name. Yeah. And uh, yes, so with all that in mind, the actress that I went for is um, uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Right, she was in a movie called The Queen's Gambit. 
she's done a, a a ton of other projects from you know comedy she's got a unique look mm-hmm. the, the, right she's she's very uh self uh, they would say sl- or slender is another word for it right mm-hmm. but she's got her, her she's got a unique look that i think would add tons to aeon i understand her hair is going to be different but she's you know um done as i said uh anya taylor joy has done a lot uh as an actress in the, in the movies and the projects she's done you know i mean she's been in the, the queen's gambit the menu uh, the witch mm-hmm. last night in soho northman uh yeah the northman split she was in split also and it goes on emma and the list just keeps like Peaky Blinders. She's even in that show, and I like that show, Peaky Blinders. Uh, almost finished watching them. You know, she was in the uh, the New Mutants. Okay, she played uh, Alana Rasputin, uh, Klaus's oh. sister. Got it. Got it. Okay. Right. You know, so she plays that character. There, there you go. So, so she was in Glass. She was so she's not, you know, not her first rodeo into the superhero genre we should say or a sci-fi mm-hmm. genre for sure you know i think she would make a great aeon flux with her look her her skill set as an actress and adding more to that enigma of aeon flux because even when i look at the actress uh, anya she seems like an enigma like she always seems that there's uh, you know there's more going on behind that you don't know, but right. it, it, she's got that curiosity about her. It's like you look at her and you're like, okay, there's something more go- behind the eyes, and I and it keeps you guessing. And she brings that to that role would be as Aeon and take the lead, and she has done the lead. I mean, the Queen's Gambit was, uh, I believe, it was a biopic about playing chess, and and, and she took the lead and. I know she can do the lead. She absolutely can do the lead in an action movie. She's been in action movies already. Okay. So that's who I'm going with. Okay. Oh. Nice. All right. So let me I just had had my individual. Okay. So I I hear what you're saying. So that's that's a good that's a good point. So I chose Oops! I grabbed the wrong one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just, I just. You got so much going on. I know. <laughs> I had so much going. On. No, 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 no. Because I was looking, I was looking at someone, and I wanted someone slightly different. So I was going for, I wanted, to, I wanted to try something different. So I, I wanted someone who has the ability, who is. Um, you don't see you don't see them doing action like fighting type of action, mm-hmm. right? But I wanted to have that type of actor because it's funny that you were talking about in regards to having the scenes without talking, right? Right. So I wanted to have someone that basically could, who could just you know who's a character actor, you know, who does these type of serious roles, and then you can see you know that they've done the serious roles and stuff along that line, and that they can. Um, kind of talk without talking yes so if there's ever and because you're saying like maybe i feel 
again, they know the source material. If we know the source material from the cartoon, you know there are episodes where she doesn't talk and there's no dialogue, but everything goes through. So you don't, you don't have to give me a whole movie, but if there's at least like 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. or a good 10, and, and again, you say 10, 15 minutes, but in a movie, 10, 15 minutes of no talking. In an hour and a half movie? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. So that's just showing how serious is stuff like that. So the person I wanted to choose was Charlotte Sullivan. Charlotte Sullivan, she's worked in a lot of drama shows. So she's worked like in Chicago Five, uh, Law and Order, Organized Crime, Blue Bloods. You know, okay. so she she's she's also one of the recent stuff she's been doing was uh, she had an episode in Wyatt Earp, but mainly in the sense like she's done these shows in like Chicago. She played Anna Anna Turner in Chicago Chicago Fire. Uh, she's in Law and Order, Organized Crime. She was Gina Capaletti. Cap, Cap, let me see if I say this right. Cap Capaletti Leptia Leptia. Uh, I apologize in advance. Um, but I wanted to. I wanted to see someone who who has a similarity. So we know the criteria we're looking for. We're looking for someone who's slender. We're looking for someone who who is tall. Who has the ability to move and kind of be graceful in that yes. regard, right? So I wanted to at least find someone who has that ability to do that. Now, she's in these particular drama ones. She can... I look at... I just... I Like, I saw her... I, I was looking through... I'm looking... You know, I, honestly, I was looking through and I, I come across her, her her profile and I was like, let me see what she what else she's done. And then I start to see because she's done a lot of drama stuff. I was like, you know, why, why can't I think from that aspect? Uh, having she this. was in Smallville. She was in Smallville. Thank you. Yes. And that's yes. what I'm looking and I'm like, I'm like, honestly, I didn't, I didn't even scroll that far back down. She was in but Smallville. Was she plays a major character that I, I know, um, the one that always wanted to have, uh, Superman there as a lover, Max, Max uh, uh, Max, Maxima. 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 Yes. 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 Yeah. There we go. There we go. Thank you. Yes. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking okay. about now. So I, I wanted to at least have that type of, you know, again, I'm matching right there. But this is this is who I wanted to have. I wanted to give that opportunity to speak and not speak. Yes. I'm going from the drama aspect of the of the circumference to have her play that role. All right. Okay. I got you, cuz. I got you, man. I like that. That's a good pick, though. That that's really a good pick. So this this is a hard one because I'm sticking with my pick, and I know you're sticking with your pick. So um, for everyone out there, make a pick. Make a decision. Let us know. <laughs> who are you down with? Aeon Flux. But I'll say this one last piece, though. If they're gonna, no matter what they do, if they do another movie or they do it as a series or whatever, I still want to see Charlize Theron back in there. Oh, healthy, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. In a different role. So if you're going to get a new actress to play it, I want Charlize Theron to be the one who gives, you know, Aeon Flux the order, so to speak, and let her be, you know, Aeon's new boss. Let that be that kind of passing of the torch. I think that would... I'm all about passing the torch, bringing back the original character. Let that be, you know, something along those lines. So that's that's my two cents there. So yeah, I'm down with Aeon Flux. No matter what, I'm down with Aeon Flux. And you know, you people don't like it, shame on you. Give it a second chance. Watch it. Be the cartoon in a live action movie. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Come on now, son. Come on. You've all seen worse. If you grew up in the 70s and you watched the Marvel movie back in the 70s, you seen worse. And you liked it. <laughs> I know I did. 
Yeah. <laughs> I might have seen something too. I might have seen something too. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh shoot. Sweet. On that note, Rod, any last moment? Any last words? I should say not any last moment. Uh, any last words? Last rights. Listen, it's it's um Aeon is uh she's a cult fa- favorite. She's a cult favorite and the cartoon did good. The cartoon did good. Yeah. It was definitely, definitely at that time. It was very, they pushed the boundaries at that time. So I'm just saying that in our days, you know, you're going to have people who are going to look at stuff like that and be like, ooh, that was too much. You know what? It can work right now. All I know, um, Elm Flux can easily walk into this universe very well now. It can work. She can walk into this universe right now. We can have this. People will drawn to it once they see it. I'm sure once you start, once people start checking on this particular podcast, start hearing about it, start looking, they'll be like, oh, oh, that, yeah, that can work. So, Byron and I are right. This would be a great time to bring her back into the fold. And, uh, yeah, let's do another round with her. It will work. Absolutely. Let's get another round by 2025. Let's get another Aeon Flux, Flux property and let's put it out there. Aeon Flux property. I'm down with that. Um, you know, I'll say this. I, I, I like the characters. I like the actress that you picked. I like the actress I picked. You can let us know if there's someone else or you're down and you agree with either myself or with Rod. And, you know, and let's, and let's bring it back. Take a look at the comic books. I know I'm going to. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And you're always looking for something to watch. Hey, it's already out there. Give it a second shot. You know, Charlize Theron, that's my girl. And uh, on that note, thank you, Peter. Peter, Peter Chung for being the creator of this property and Sometimes you just need it. Sometimes you got to go back before we take a step forward. So on that note, this has been the Iconist Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Remember, like, subscribe, and share, rate, and review where you see our podcast. We do this every week. Tuesdays, videos come out on YouTube. Wednesdays, the audio is everywhere you stream your podcast from. And this whole world was created. And Peter definitely did this. Peter created this character with a pencil, a piece of paper, and using lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Let's go. We're out. <sighs> now I need to get myself a black leather outfit because you know what? Mm. I would be fire on that. <laughs> no. And then your back game's out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, my spleen. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Later.